only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's going on, guys and girls? It's Adam here from the Bulldozer Podcast. Welcome to episode 75. Today, we're going to be hitting up. Why do guys cheat on girls? That, that's too simple. That's way too simple. I don't even know what I've titled this. That's when you know I don't know what I've titled this, Potto. Listen, we're going to be talking about cheating. We're going to be talking about it from really both perspectives because now, for those of you that are keen, for those of you that are keen, you would have noticed that I opened up this intro for the first time ever addressing you as guys and girls, which for those of you that have listened to all the other potters, I've never once added girls into that, which now seems a little bit disrespectful to the 3% of my audience that is female. Listen, I know my audience. I know most of you guys. Most of you guys are guys, right? But today we have an extremely, uh, it's a first. It's a unique, it's a unique first in which that I had a uh, lovely young lady hit me up, lovely young Ojasan. Ojasan, that's the Japanese for miss. And she had possibly one of the most interesting, in-depth, contextual messages I've ever received in terms of just like, she hit me up with a very, as always, like it always starts this way. It always starts with a very small message, you know, you know, a couple lines. And then I want to dive in. Like I want to fucking dive in and see, okay, where does this come from? What's this guy thinking? What's this girl thinking? And so today's topic is based on this girl, and like, of course, I'm just going to pre-package it here. There's so much more to it, but essentially she's party. She's a party to this like cheating triangle in which that a guy is cheating on his girlfriend with her. So, and there's a whole bunch of other things going on in terms of in, um, engagement, in terms of the duration and time and all this different shit. And she was just asking me, uh, very simply at the beginning, like why do why would someone do this? And then we dived in, we unpackaged it, and we, you know, we had a bit of chop back and forward. Now I'm going to say this right from the get. I've got to be very careful with not using names, with not even using first letters of names, with not even using uh, legitimate age range or legitimate time frames of things because it's too uh, it's too sticky. Because this is not, you know, a lot of these potos, actually not a lot of them. But a, a good, a good, a good portion of these photos, we are often talking about things that have happened in retrospect. We're often talking about things like a guy will shoot me a message, and he'll be like, "Adam, this happened three months ago, or this happened six months ago." It's very rare that we have like a hot, a hot potato, so to speak, where you got uh, the fire still burning. In which that this situation we're going to talk about today is currently going on. It's, and so that makes it even stickier, which means that, and really, this is for my own head right now. You know, you guys know how we start these potters. You know, I give you guys this context. I check in and we see what's up. I get a, I get a sip of this old tea. Oh, fuck yeah. Actually, for those of you that are expecting me to say green tea matcha right there, normally is. I'm out of matcha. I know, blasphemy. But right now we're getting in on, I think this is, it's organic, but I think it's just essential. Organic green tea essential. Let me get just one more. Hold on. Fuck yes. It's good stuff anyway. Oh, so good actually. Love my GT. So that's, yeah. So we're going to talk about the whole thing about cheating. We're going to talk about it from a guy's perspective. Going to talk a little bit of it now that I have more of the perspective from the female side and through her message, I'm going to speak about uh, what it means for her and what I think she's going through and what I think girls in general can do 
in better. So this is going to be, uh, we're going to be doing a whole different thing here. We're going to be playing 50-50. We're going to be, I'll try to do that as best as I can. I can't help but default to speak more on the male side of things because uh, I guess you didn't notice. Mm, dude, so <laughs> that's how it goes. So yes, let's dive into this right now. And yeah, I hope you guys are doing super well. As always, hope you guys are having fun. I just got back from the barber. Fresh slice in here. Zero to one fade. So I'm talking about shout out to Kim at uh, for the fellow barber in Norwood. Hit him up. Okay, so I'm going to hit up her message right now. Speaking of hitting up. And okay, so I'm going to be real careful here. I'm not going to use her first name. I'm not going to use the first letter of her first name. She knows who she is. Uh, what am I going to call her? Uh, it'll come up. I'll, I'll think of something. But anyway, she sends me this initial message on the gram saying, Adam, random question, but... Why do you think people cheat, but still stay with the other person? With a little kind of emoji, kind of questioning this thing. You know, why do you think people cheat, but still stay with the other person? Even that right there is a great question. Even if I didn't dive into the context, I still feel that's probably something I'll dive into anyway. So, but, uh, of course, I dive, I respond to it. I'll just read out you guys my response, because her response to my response is going to give you the full play here. And you're going to see how my mind works as well, which is, I know a lot of you guys find really beneficial how the mentality works. So she goes, uh, great, I'm sorry, I go, great question, really depends on their individual context. I know for a lot of people, it can be because they don't want to admit their innate sexual desires in brackets for variety and brackets. So even though a monogamous relationship isn't right for them in brackets at this stage in life and brackets, they want to conform to society's standards anyway. That's just one specific example, though. There's an infinity of reasons, e.g. self-limiting beliefs, poor character, etc., dot, 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 dot. And, you know, just being an overall dickhead, you know, that's that's also a big part of it as well. So, she, re- and then I said, why the ask? Which is, this is where we dive in here. So, that was like the, uh, that's the foreplay. You guys get ready for full-on sexual intercourse right here. This is going to go deep. Let's go. She responds to me by saying, long story short, this guy I've known and been friends with for... I'm not going to say how many years, but let's just say it's somewhere in between five and 10 years. So a long time has also been in a relationship for about the same amount of time. Although I knew I shouldn't. So just to put that in perspective, he's this guy that we're about to be talking about has been in a relationship for somewhere between five to 10 years. So just keep that in mind here This with this girl. Although I knew I shouldn't have, I had feelings for this guy and so did he. And he ended up cheating on her with me. After a few weeks, I realized this wasn't right for either of us, especially her. I told him it was time he decided what he truly wanted if he really believed in monogamy. Since he was constantly telling me he would always love me, even if it was wrong to most. We were talking here and there, but he recently ended up proposing to her. Two days after he was messaging me trying to, in quotes, fix in quotes, whatever it was we had because he supposedly still wanted me in his life. He never told me he was going to propose and I had to find out through social media. This made me feel very hurt because it was basically a slap in my face of how he couldn't have been honest with me. Left me questioning if the only reason why he even met me was because he wanted to do something. I probably didn't say that in the right way. Imagine a girl saying that. Before hit back to the message. Before his crazy proposal, I texted him that same day, just telling him how fucked up this all was, and I hope from this day forward, 
he treats her better. He replies back to me and tells me he doesn't know what to do and that he will always love me and all this other BS. As upset as I am, I don't have it in my heart to hate him nor wish bad things upon him since I knew what I was getting myself into. But I do wonder how this guy can go from telling someone else he was falling in love with them and then go off proposing to his girlfriend. It's all just messed up. Unhappy emoji face. I really have just been trying to see the light in all of this. Fuck. That's intense. I believe that that was my response to her message. It was like, that's intense, full stop. So, and then I've just, that's it. That's it. So we, I'm going to keep this up because we're going to reference this. We're going to bounce back to this. There's a lot to break down here. There's, there's multiple angles. You guys, this is how I play it. We want to go raw thoughts. You want to hear what my mind's just attacking first. What stands out to me first is that, uh, leave you guys hanging. What, what, what comes at me first there is that there's several angles of perspective. There is his girlfriend. So we're going to be referencing here. I got to give her a name. I got to give her a name. Let me call her Jeezy. I'm going to call her Jeezy as in uh, G-Eazy. But that's actually got nothing to do with her name. So that's why I think it works well. But I often refer to a lot of my friends as Jeezy. I even call my brother Jeezy. So I'm going to call her Jeezy. <laughs> I'm sure she's cracking up right now. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Don't worry. It's an inside. It's an in-house thing. So I got to do it anyway. So there's there's Jeezy's perspective. There's the girl that who's the girl who's messaged me. The girl that is the... She's, she's not the one being cheated on. I'm not sure what you would call her in this. I think you would call her just a... Uh, the girl, the girl he's cheating on his girlfriend with, but that's really hard to, that's too much to say. So I'm calling Jeezy. You guys know who she is now. And then you got the dude. So you got her perspective. Then you got this dude's perspective, which for a lot of you guys listening right now, that's going to be the thing of most interest to you to unpack. But also it's going to be just as interesting to unpack the girl's perspective going into this. Also Jeezy's perspective here is very enlightened. It's very mature in the sense of her reflecting upon her behavior, her reflecting upon his behavior, the way she's handling it. Uh, she's handling it a lot better than a lot of girls that I know would handle such a uh, such an adventure. And then you've also got a third perspective there. You've also got the perspective of the fiancé now, the fiancé, which is very recent. So this is like the, the setup. And lately what I've been doing in these potters is that I have been setting them up a lot better, setting up the framework for our thought process here a lot better uh, so that we stay a little bit, a little more structured. I'm going to reset this cam here and we'll get back. Okay, so where do we begin with this? I think we're going to go from his perspective first. I, obviously, there's going to be a bit of organic foreplay back and forward, duh, 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 but I think we're going to try and segment this a little bit just from my own mind because there's so much that jumps out of me in there. So let's let's recap this. Let's get this uh, heads wrapped around this. This dude's been in a relationship for somewhere between five to 10 years, I'm not going to say the exact number, somewhere between five to 10 years uh, with this girl. Now, I did ask Jeezy for the ages of herself and and this dude. Also, I've got to say this before. You guys might be wondering, Adam, what is your relationship to this girl? Is this just a random girl? Because uh, often the case when guys message in for this potter, send me their stuff, uh, you guys just kind of assume that I don't actually know them. Like I often just say, like, unless I say that I know this dude, you guys assume that I don't know him. So with her, I technically don't know her. Like I've never actually met her face to face, but throughout the last year or so, we've been hitting each other back and forth on Instagram. 
and whatnot. So that's kind of our relationship. It's like it's like a it's a digital relationship. You call that digital friendship. So I asked her just for my own personal context, so I could kind of wrap my head around it. How old she is and how old this dude is. Now this dude, I'm not going to say exact age, but uh, let's say he is late twenties, late twenties, and let's say that she is early twenties. So you got to imagine this guy's been in a relationship, the same relationship, the same girl since his early, early 20s. And now he's towards the end of that now being with the same girl. And this is obviously a girl and I'm going to try and be as, I'm going to try and be as fair as I possibly can here to give him the benefit of the doubt of my ignorance. Because there is so much that I don't know. I haven't been able to sit down and talk with him. I've only got Jeezy's side. I've only got Jeezy's perspective. So I'm going to try and illuminate my own ignorance as much as possible throughout this. So, but based on what I do know, that's part of what I do know. The other thing I do know is that obviously she is marriage material to him. She's put a ring on a material to him. If he's been with her, not only for this long, but as we've now found out, has actually finally just proposed to her. So you got that in mind. Now, the first thing is, I said, there's probably a few more girls listening to this potter than usual. What would make a dude, and that was Jeezy's question initially, what would make a dude want to forsake all of that he's built. This is a long-term relationship that this guy's been hammering on, hammering on. And what what in God's name would force a dude to forsake all of that and go and throw it all away by cheating on that girl, this girl that he supposedly loves. And I say supposedly in not a, what's the word? Not in a a facetious way. No, I mean, like, legit, he probably does love her at some level. I'm not sure to which level, to what level. Maybe it varies. Maybe it oscillates depending on which girl's in front of him. You know, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But there's definitely some form of deep connection. Like, you can't spend years with someone without forming some type of connection. Even at a ruder- even if it's at a rudimentary level, maybe at the beginning, was for status, was for finance, was for all these things. Maybe not as wholesome as the uh, Disney fairy tale would like us to believe. But even so... Uh, fuck. <laughs> I just said the number of the years that been together. Okay, I have to beat that out. I have to beat that out. See, I gotta be careful with this shit. Uh, so hold up. Let me. What time are we at? We're at like fifteen minutes. I'm gonna have to write like a little Evernote here. Give me a second. Okay. So what I was saying there is that if you've been in this relationship for this long of a duration, a period of time, somewhere between five to ten years, you're gonna have some form of connection. So what? Why would this dude want to throw that away? Why would he do something so stupid as even, and this is nothing, this is no reflection upon the girl he chooses. This is no reflection upon Jeezy. It's not really about that yet. It could have been anyone. It could have been just like, it could have been a prostitute. It could have been just some random girl at a bar. It could have been a girl that he's been friends with, like in this situation for just as long as a period of time. You know, that seems even more fucked up. When you think about it, that seems even more fucked up now that we're thinking about it that way because it's not like he just went to, uh, you know, maybe he's on a boys' trip, lads' trip uh, in Thailand or in Bali. And, you know, the boys were getting a few wristies and all of a sudden, oh, fuck, I'll get a wristie as well. <laughs> it's, it might be it's not something like that, which is kind of crazy, you know, the hangover-style uh, adventure. But this is something much more deeply embedded. This is where... He's not only chosen to cheat, but cheat with someone that he's known for equally as long as a period of time. That's very, very, like my mind is trying to get around that because not only do I not know anyone who is, 
I don't know anyone who's done that. I could never, I would, I've never even come close to something like that. Um, I've spoken in another poto about the times that I've come close to cheating, uh, where I spoke really candidly about that and how, and what I really think cheating is. And what I think, I'm not sure what poto that was. I totally forgot, but I will rehash that a little bit later on. I think we'll get back to that, uh, to explain what I think, where I think cheating comes from. And maybe that will start to pop up in a little bit. But just even me just trying to work my way around this whole situation, it only gets more and more fucked. It only gets more and more sticky and, and uncomfortable and like what's going on in this guy's mind. So girls, girls listening to this and Jesus message message in, why would he do this? What what could possibly drive him to uh want to even do this? Now, there are many things at play here. It could it could definitely not just be one thing. The first thing that jumps to my mind is definitely the sexual variety. Because at a core level of all cheating, that always plays some some percentage. It's always some percentage. It might, it might not be 100%. It might be maybe 80% that he was uh, trying to find an outlet for his need for sexual variety. It might be 80% that, but it might be 20% that he really just doesn't like the girl he's with, so he chose this outlet. It could be a different percentage. It might be it's like 20 30% sexual variety, and then maybe it's like 70% uh, his girlfriend did something in that moment to fuck him off. And then so in a in a moment of passion, a moment of heat, he decided, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to go sleep with this other girl. That's not this situation, though. This is This is a slow burn. This is a girl, this is a long, 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 long-term relationship that's now turning into a proposal. But I guess we've got to backtrack a little bit. The proposal came after they had already started cheating. So that's even more fucked up. That's even more fucked up because the proposal didn't come before. Because you, know, you might be thinking, well, he might be coming from the perspective of, well, okay, there's this girl that I've always wanted to be with. I've always wanted to sleep with this girl and know her on a physically, sexual, emotionally intimate level. And if I, but and it's, like it's always been there in the back of my mind. And I'm really just trying to get into his his minds, a potential mindset he might have had, uh, and that I, I would think a lot of guys would relate with, which is that you know you probably guys listening in, you probably know, and you probably have one of those girls in your life where it's like you've always just been best of friends. You've always, and not not in a way, not in the way that I described the friend zone, not in a way where she had to be, she had to put you in the friend zone because you weren't willing to act through your masculine intent. And so you've been a bitch and she had to put you in the friend zone. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, you know, it's from primary school through high school, through uh, uni, maybe not uni, it's so tracking back a little bit earlier. You have these long-standing relationships in which that you get to know someone on such a level and it, it didn't really make sense at the time. Maybe you were too young. Maybe she had a boyfriend at the time. Maybe you had a girlfriend at the time. It just never really worked out, but you always had a great relationship together. And you never got sexually intimate, even though you always felt that chemistry, you always felt that electricity. And that's something that I believe easy. There we go. <laughs> almost, almost said her name. Almost said her name. Let me call it get back to the Jeezy. <laughs> I saved that real good. Oh shit. So, you know, maybe that's something that Jeezy. No, that was something that Jeezy was describing. That was something that she was describing that, you know, they've uh they've always felt something. They've always felt something. So for a lot of guys, and maybe this dude was in this mind frame of mind, which is that obviously I, this girl that I'm currently with, I'm probably want to marry her. If I've been with her for this long, I'm probably want to get in with her. And now that he has proposed to her, 
we can probably safely assume that he was premeditating this beforehand. Generally speaking, I don't think proposal ideas happen in two weeks. They don't just just pop up like that. It's like a it's a seed that gets planted, you know, many many months, years for some people in advance, and it's just like nurtured and nurtured over time. So he's probably been premeditating this for quite some time, and then all of a sudden he's starting to get to that point. Whether it's maybe the girl, uh, the girl that he's going to be proposing to, is starting to drop hints more. Maybe she's starting to push him a little bit more towards the proposal. That happens to a lot of guys. Where the girl starts to, you know, show signs that she's waiting, waiting on you, waiting on you. You know, maybe that was happening. And so maybe that forced him into a position where he felt like, well, if I don't take this chance now with Jeezy, if I don't take this chance of her now, then fuck, I'll never get this chance. And then it'll be really fucked up. You know, he might not, he might even just be playing in his mind, the lesser of two evils. He might just be playing in his mind. Well, what's more fucked up? Is it more fucked up that I go and get married to this girl that I've been with for five plus years and then get married and settle down, have kids, white picket fence, lollipops on a dime, and then sleep with this with Jeezy? Or I said it never get Jesus. And then sleep with her? Is it better to have an affair it during a marriage? Or is it better to have an affair pre-marriage? Maybe he's playing that. Maybe he's just trying to work out what's the lesser two evils because he might have just had like a quiet night on his own, what I refer to as the night on your own, and come to a realization that I just have this burning desire to get sexually with it with this girl. Let me reset here. Okay, also, I just want to say here, people, that nothing of what I'm saying is what I condone. All I'm painting out here is everything. I'm painting every angle. I will go into the dark. I will go into the dirty. I will explain many different angles that a lot of people would shy away from because they just don't think it's within us. But I'm going to go straight into it. But just don't get it twisted. Don't get it don't. Don't get it twisted in the sense that, oh, this is what I think you should do. No, that's not what I'm saying. We'll get to that. We'll fucking get to that. That's not what I'm getting to right now. So he might have just very well been playing this chess game or this this kind of zero-sum game of, well, it's either going to be this or it's going to be this. Because he's probably had that night on his own where he's come to a realization, listen, listen, I've always had this connection with Jeezy. And if it doesn't happen now, it's probably just going to be worse if, it, if I allow it to happen when I get married to this other girl. And maybe, so it might even just be like a sending off of the ship thing for him. It might even just be like, you're at the dock, you got that bottle of champagne and Queen Elizabeth II's there and you just got to bang it off against it and that's it. It's like, we'll get this done, we'll have this party, we'll have this time together and then that's it, we're sailing off, we're never to be reconvened, never to be reopened in Pandora's box, so to speak. Maybe that's his mindset, that's one thing that comes to mind. Another one could be very much much that because that's that's almost like you would like to think that's what it would be. Like in post now, you would like that's probably the the nice way of putting it. That's probably the good the way that if his fiance found out, which she does, she doesn't know right now. That's that's why I'm being so careful. Like for those of you that are long time listeners, you're probably thinking Adam's being super careful in this. Like generally speaking. Adam doesn't give a fuck. I, I'll say some. I'll say some shit. However, it's just because this is a live. As I said before, this is a live potato right now. It's a hot potato, so I got to be careful. <clears throat> you know, so that's probably what his fiance would like to hear. She would probably like to hear if she found out about this that well, it was always within him. Like it was either gonna it was gonna happen at some point, but he chose to do this and commit this act. 
well in advance of us being married so that he could just get it out of its system so we could enjoy a nice, long-lived, happy marriage together. That's probably what she would like to hear. And that's probably, you know, it's the, that's the lesser of the two evils. So what's the worst of the two evils? The worst of the two evils is that he feels like he can just get away with it. That this was never going to be an issue. That because he's chosen... Now, actually, now hang on a second. This actually starts to explain why he might want to do this with a girl that he knows very, very well. Because if he already has a relationship with the girl he's going to cheat with, maybe there, in his mind there's a bit of sense of security there. Maybe there's a bit of sense of security, definitely false sense of security, but security in the sense of it, nonetheless, in his own mind, in which that he feels like, I would probably be better able to get away with this if I can trust this girl who I'm going to cheat with. That's an angle. That's an interesting angle. I won't go too much deeper on that, but that's maybe something. I just like to cover everything. Maybe that's something there. But the worst of it is just maybe he just feels like, well, fuck it. You know, this girl turns me on. This girl gets me going. And it's not that maybe my fiance does or does not. Obviously, because you might be thinking that. This is something for girls listening in here. For a guy that's been in a relationship this long and then decides to cheat, generally speaking, it is because of his lack of sexual variety. Now, this is not society's painted standard. This is not the standard. This is not the conversation you are having in year seven sex ed. This is not the film you are watching where, you know, the film you are watching is two cranes that, a female crane, boy crane comes together and they create a baby that somehow pops out in a nice little white blanket, right? That's what you see. You don't see uh, that, that, but then also male crane goes off and sleeps with five, six other different female cranes that month. And so does female crane. She goes off and five, finds five to six other different male cranes that month. And it's just not, it's not a real fuck party. That's not the video they're playing. So I acknowledge that maybe if you have not been exposed to this way of thinking before, let me just unpack it real quick. There is a tremendous amount of research, study, that looks at the human innate desire to have sexual variety. And you can just look at it, you know, there's many, many references to bonobo monkeys. Um, there's another, what are the other ones? Not just bonobos, but there's another one as well. But bonobos is one of the most heavily studied in terms of uh, sexual behavior, you know, sex at dawn, Chris Ryan, all that stuff. I don't want to dive too much into that right now, but even if you just don't even want to, even if you want to discredit that, even if you want to discredit looking at how uh, tribal communities conduct their sexual behavior, even if you don't want to ever look at that, if you just look at the rate of cheating, if you look at, if you go and speak to good dudes, really good dudes, guys that I know, guys that I would be happy to have in the trench with me, guys that I would be happy to have uh, defending the castle with me, guys that have been tempted, myself, look at myself, that have been tempted into cheating and it's not because they didn't love their girlfriend. It's not because they had any less of affection for the girl they were with, but purely and primarily because there is a biological connection that when a, when a dude gets in front of a girl and this girl is hitting all of his emotional centers, sexually, physically, emotionally, all there, there is a biological response that happens in that moment. Your biology does not know that you are committed to this other girl. Now, of course, you have those memories. You have, and now, of course, I'm not, uh, I'm not absolving. I am not removing any of the responsibility. That's not what I'm talking about here. I am purely explaining the biological response that a, dude, that a dude feels in response to this girl being in front of him. 
That's all I'm explaining here. Because you guys may think, well, that might all well be the case out of bed. Shit. He, whether he knows that or not, he still made this decision to be in this relationship. He still made this decision to propose to this girl. He still made the decision to cheat knowing full well that it would cause tremendous emotional stress if it ever got out. He made all those knowing decisions, Adam, so you can't let him off. I'm not. I'm fucking not. I'm not letting him off because, of course, we must take full ownership, full responsibility for all of our actions and all the people around us. Leadership mentality. But it is very, I feel like, I feel like empathy. I feel like understanding. I feel like understanding where this stuff comes from allows you to have more empathy for the person on the other side because it's never just the case. It's never just what you see. It's never just, oh, this dude who proposed to this girl now cheated with this other girl. He's a douchebag. He's an absolute dick. Forget about this guy for the rest of your life. It's never that simple. Now, it's never result, uh, absolving of responsibility, but it's never that simple either. Um, my, my laptop's about to die. I got to really get my charger. So it's actually a good time to reset. So give me a sec. Yeah, none of what I'm saying here should be taken in the light of that I feel like anything is justified. There is no justification. There is only explanation. Justifying, yeah, I totally understand that what this guy is doing is an absolute dickhead move. There, are you happy now? Are you happy that you've heard me say that? Good, because now your ego is satisfied. Let's get down to the non-ego. Let's remove our egos from this and just look from a 30,000 foot perspective and just slowly magnify, slowly magnify. That's what it is. Like most people, when they hear a situation like this, they immediately, because we all come in at 30,000 feet and most of us stay at 30,000 feet. Very few people will dive in deeper, magnify, dive in. Why is this happening? Why could this be happening? Why could this girl want? And we haven't even talked about g side. We haven't even talked about g side, about her perspective. There is a lot to talk about why a girl would knowingly, because she also knowingly went into this. So that's even, that's super fucking interesting to me. I love this shit. And, and I guess this is what's good for me is that uh, because I am not attached to any one of these people, I can speak so candidly. I can speak so objectively. I don't give a fuck about hurting your feelings. I will magnify into each and every single little possible avenue just to get to the truth of what could possibly be happening. And even then, knowing full well, we will never get to the true truth uh, unless unless you're them, unless you are them. Even me having them in the room right here doing some kind of Dr. Phil shit, that still wouldn't even be 100% because even then, only they really know the decisions they made and at the time they did and what they were feeling. So anyways, I just wanted to clear that up. Now, as I was saying that, what the worst are the two evils. We're coming back. My mind's feeling good. Mind's feeling good. This sent your tea, baby. Maybe you just thought, hey, fuck it. No one's going to find out. No one's going to find out. I've got this dime piece. And also, I've got to paint this as well. Jeezy uh, is not your average girl. Jeezy's by no means your average girl. Jeezy is, uh, as you Americans would call, straight dime piece. Now, a lot of Australians have no idea what that term is, and I've only just started hearing that back. This is a slight side tangent, but that's a term that I use a lot. Uh, it's a term I use a lot. I've got a lot of friends that are American and spend a bit of time over there. So I often use the term dime piece, but if we, you actually think about it, like that doesn't make any sense to Australians because we don't have dimes here, right? So uh, you're straight 10, all right? You're straight 10. Uh, yeah, she's she's by no means like... Uh, this is going to sound brutal, but it's it's not like he was, um, no, it's not brutal, but it's like, you that, that gives you even more context. That's what I'll say. That gives you more context that the girl he's cheating with, 
And what might possibly drive him to want to do this with her is that she's not just an average girl. And you guys might be thinking, what the fuck's average? Or if you're a girl listening to this, what the fuck's average? I'm not talking about society standard average. I'm talking about average to, well, really, it's my perspective, right? It's my perspective because I guess my average is very different to your average. But let's just say this. By society standards, we can say that. She's not your average girl, all right? Let's say that. We'll leave it there because otherwise this is going to get too murky and too dark. It's going to, we're just going to, it will go nowhere. We'll just go around like doing circles. But she's, a, she's an attractive girl, yeah? Very attractive girl. So that, that should also play a factor in your mind. But why, Adam? Why should that play a factor in your mind? Because of biology. Because of biology. Because if also you've been in this friendship with this girl, that super attractive girl, and while you've also been in a relationship, and listen, oh my gosh, like, let me, let me let the cat out of the bag here. It's not like all of a sudden we as men just wake up and think, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking attracted to her. I'm fucking attracted to Susie. What am I going to do about it? It's not like one day that just happens. Now, it's instant. You as a guy know instantly whether you would like to sleep with this girl, get into a a sexually intimate relationship with this girl, learn to feel the play between her feminine energy and your masculine energy. You know that instantly. The moment you make eye contact with a girl, there is something like your ancestors get the call. Your ancestors get the fucking call when you make eye contact with a girl and they make a deliberation on whether, yeah or no. Yeah or no. It's not like, now, I'm not talking about relationship material. I'm not talking about long-term shit. I'm not talking about whether you want to marry this girl, whether you want to go to Africa and pick up a couple of kids, Jolie style. I'm not talking about that, right? That that takes time to develop. That That is, that's the slow burn. That is the, uh, that's a slow roast, yeah? But not instant, but not whether you would sleep with her or not. Not whether you're physically attracted, not whether you're sexually attracted. I will say this, I will say this just to cover myself. You can find out things later on. You can find out that a girl's personality is just rubbish. Just absolutely rubbish. Like even though on society's level, she looked like a dime fish, she looked like your straight 10, but the moment she opens her mouth, all of a sudden she gets taken down straight to a five or a three or a two. Sometimes like she turns you off so much, you don't even rate anymore. You don't even rate. That happens so often. Guys that don't go out never really understand this. That you'd, You'd never understand this concept if you're just like, if you're the lone ranger, sleep in your bedroom right now that hasn't been out in five years what how could how could how could a straight 10 go down to a straight minus 0.5 all because she opens her mouth well listen there are some things personality wise that if you can just sense a girl is and it obviously depends on who you are and where you're at i know we've died into a different tangent here but it's worth explaining depending on where you're at in life like like an 18 year old dude who all he's seen is Pornhub, all he's seen is xvideos.com and that's been his life and he gets put in front of a straight 10. He could not give a fuck about what she says. Like she could say the stupidest shit. She could be the least woke girl you've ever seen. She could, uh, I don't know. I, I can't even think of what she would say because I still hang around those type of girls. But she could be the most basic bitch you could ever imagine. And to an 18-year-old dude that one has maybe never had sex before or has maybe only just rudimentally kind of you know, maybe he's not a virgin, but he's definitely by no means uh, Indiana Jones. So this it doesn't matter what this girl says. He's got, he wants to go down with that anyway. But there are definitely, I mean, once you get more experience in life, once you've been with a few different girls into 
personality, in terms of type, in terms of behavior, you start to get a feel for what turns you off and what turns you on personality-wise. And that actually makes up a much bigger portion of the pie than you would think. For inexperienced guys listening to this, than you would think. Anyways, just want to park that there. So yeah, this, we're diving back here. We're, I'll come back up the rabbit hole, which is that we're talking about that setting up the context that Jeezy, she's an attractive girl. So just on a very rudimentary level, and yeah, that's what I was talking about. That doesn't just happen like on one day. This guy knows for sure. If this guy is listening to this photo right now, between you and me, son, you know that you want to have deep, deep sexually intimate exploration with this girl from the moment you met her. 100%. Like any dude that denies that, you're, you're, you're fucking around. Like you're, you're fucking around in your own mind. It's not true. All guys know that that innate sexual desire to be with a woman, it happens instantly. It's like I said before, the ancestors get a call, Mulan style, yes or no. Yeah or no. So that's there. Now, the reason why I was explaining that is because if he's known this for so long, like he's known that these feelings have been within him for so long, and based on the friendship that she says they've had, it's been a tight friendship. It's not like the, you know, we'll meet up for a, We'll meet up for fucking, you know, fruit once every second weekend, right? It's not like that type of random shit. It's like they seem like they have an actual friendship going on here. So that makes, so that's burning. That's burning. And I, and what I'm doing here is that it's, it's hard for me not to try and give this guy the benefit of the doubt because it starts to sound like that's what I'm doing. But, but really I'm just explaining where this comes from. I'm just explaining that now all of a sudden, and that is my best guess. Like, it is by best guess that he sensed the time to have that sexual exploration with Jeezy was coming to a close. The window was closing. We've got to get married here. We're going to, this proposal's coming up. She's been pushing me for it. And if it does not happen now, I don't want it to happen. That's the nice way of looking at it. I don't want it to happen when the marriage is coming in. So let me get it out of the way right now. That's the nice way of looking at it. The bad way or the dirty way of looking at it is that, well, I'm just going to get away with it anyway. And this, my fiance will never know because this friendship that I have with this other girl, with Jeezy, it's so tight that I feel like I can trust her not to spill the beans. Maybe she might even know the fiance, and so this, this in this triangle of uh, fuckery, in this triangle of supposed security, he can trust in that. That's the one that you don't want to hear. That's the one that fairy, the Disney narrative will not suit very well, but it could very well be the case. And the, that that's where I'm going to wrap up his angle. That's where I'm going to wrap up his angle because anything more would would be a little too esoteric. It'd be a little bit. It'd be a little too far-fetched. It'd be a little bit me just kind of scratch at straws. However, I feel like that's the main meat for me. It's got to be one of those two things. It's got to be one of those two things. And, and you know, I, there were a few tangents I did not wrap up with the sexual variety and him requiring that. Should I dive into that? Let me say this. I'll, I'll very quickly here for anyone who is not enlightened to this, girl or guy, because it's not just girls that are online to this. A lot of guys don't even understand this about themselves, which is that, because I mentioned this before, but I did not wrap it up. You can be a perfectly honest dude. You can be the most straight up, stand up, honest gentleman I've ever seen. Yet, when you get put in front of a straight 10, that is not only blowing you on a physical level, but it's blowing you away, <laughs> blowing you on a physical, blowing you away on a physical level. 
but it's also blowing you away to a much larger extent on an emotional level, on a sexually emotional level. There is very little you can do to deny that. That's, it's, uh, it's powerful. It's powerful. I'm going to reset here anyway. And you know, I've discussed this openly on this pod before about the times where, what the fuck? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on a second. How does that happen? We had this last time where my alarm went off, even though my phone's on silent. How dare you? That should not happen. Maybe it's an update or something. I don't know. Anyways, I've openly spoken on this pod before about how the times where I've come close to cheating when I've been with a girl that I was madly, deeply in love with that I would never even foresee myself ever wanting to do that. It's not like the relationship was going bad. It's not like the relationship was, there was anything wrong with it at all. No, we were in, we were in prime. We were prime. And I remember this one time, I'm not going to mention her name. We've discussed, oh, I, I, I could mention her name because we have already discussed this, but let's just go along with the theme of things because it might fuck me up for the other story when we get back to it. And I might start mentioning names, dropping name bombs. Uh, holy shit. Holy shit. I'm using the whole, I realize I just, what the fuck? I turned on the stopwatch, not the timer. Dear Lord. Holy shit. Hang on. Hang on. Hopefully that should be all right. That should be all right. Okay. Anyways, sorry, sorry, technical difficulties back in here. You know, I've spoken about that before. I'm not going to mention her name, but there are times where I'd been out uh, at house parties where, you know, there's this girl that's rolling up on me and it's that moment that's happening right now. It's this moment between me and this girl that's happening right now. And it's like, I can, I can viscerally feel within my body. Like there's nothing else that my psyche, nothing else that my mind wants. And let me take, let me give you the context on myself here. I have never once cheated on any girl I've ever been with. Not once. And the girl that I was with at this time was the best girl that I've ever been with up until that point in my life. And there was nothing wrong with it at all. But I'm at this house party and there's this girl rolling up on me and she's all, she's a stand-up girl as well. And, you know, like we're dancing and it's good. We're feeling it. I remember you now. It's coming back to me now. And, you know, she's she's tugging on me. She's tugging on me and waiting for me to pull the trigger here. And one of my, I think it was one of my mates at the time. I can't remember it specifically. It could have been just a random guy. I don't know. No, it was definitely one of my friends. I can't remember who it was though. Who pulled me away saying, Adam, are you sure? Like, what's going on here? What are you up to right now? And it's like, is this something you want to get into here? Because I can't remember. Was it Jordan? Was it Jordan? Was it you, Jordan? Or was it Matt? It could have been Matt. Might have been Matt. Anyways, one of the dudes, one of my boys, and you know, he pulled me to the side saying, what's going on? And and I'm like, I realized that I was about to make a tremendous mistake. I was about to make a tremendous fuck up in which that I was about to cheat on the girl that I love so much and that we were in the prime of our relationship together, yet in this one moment where the heat's on, right? Kitchen stovetop burners are on and there's this girl in front of me. And it's like, I went back. I went back after that night thinking that there is something wrong here in the way that we perceive what cheating is. There is something fucked up about the way that we have set up relationships in our society in which that, and listen, this might sound a little bit egotistical, this might sound a little bit arrogant, but at that time, I considered myself the straightest of all blades. Because I never once ever cheated on any of my girlfriends. I don't fuck people around. I considered myself a really good person. Right? That's, that's the, you got to imagine, that's the Adam at the time. I considered myself a straight up good dude. However, I was temp- if I was tempted into cheating on my girlfriend, with this one girl at the time. And it's not that that's the thought process that goes through your mind. That's not the thought process. The thought process is not that, yes, I'm going to actively fuck over my girlfriend here and go sleep with this other girl. That's not it. It's just that you put that obvious fact to the side 
and you just address the total upside in this moment, which is, oh, straight new hate, straight 10 right here, straight positive experience right here, like in terms of what's going to happen between me and her, and that's all you kind of focus on. That's all you're thinking of in that moment. And it's like, when I went home that night and thought about how close I was to throwing everything away that I built out with this other girl, all for this one moment of passion that I would immediately regret with this other girl. And it's like, but I'm a good guy. Like, and I mean that as objectively as I could possibly say, never once cheated, never once cheated. And in any respect of that kind, not even close. And it's like, how could this happen? How could this? And it's like, I was thinking to myself, if this could happen to me, who has, is as committed and is fully com- content, more than content, just straight up, straight up strawberries and cream with a relationship I currently have, if I could be tempted into cheating, then it's got, it's got to have more to do than just morals, breaking of morals and breaking of values. There has to be some biological shit going on here. And then as I start to look into it more, oh, it tends, seems to be that's the case. seems to be that uh, not just males, females as well, have an innate desire for sexual variety. Now, it varies based on who, not only who you are, that's the key variable, who you are, like I've said this before. Some people, sexual variety to them, that's 10 different people a month. For some people, it's one, it's it's two people a year for some people. It's always bio-individual. However, there is at some core level, some core level, and you can speculate as to where that comes from. Ideas to me come from our tribal upbringing, from the way that we came up in communities in which that we knew everyone and that we only had 100 to 150 people. Everyone's fucking everyone. Everyone's sleeping with everyone because it wasn't really viewed that way. Sex viewed as more of a... a bonding tool as opposed to the way that society frames it now in which that sex means a lot more sex means a lot a few a lot more different things anyways that's kind of getting off into a different thing here but basically what i was thinking is that there's a lot more to do with cheating than just this guy's a straight dick this guy is just going out of his way to fuck this girl over so that he can fuck in this other girl there's more there's a lot more to that However, in this situation, it's not quite the one that I just painted, is it now? No, this is a premeditated thing. This is a thing where it's not like he was in my situation where he happened to be at a house party. This girl that he happened to connect with happens to be there. And it's like, oh, it's getting close. This could have happened. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like when you know, um, it's like, it's like playing the pull out, right? It's playing the pull out. It's like, you, you know, you shouldn't be playing pull out, but you do anyway. You know, you shouldn't, you think you're good. You back yourself. Right, you give yourself the favorable odds, but you know you shouldn't be. You know you're playing a fucking fire if you're playing the pullout game. That's kind of like that was my situation there. However, but with him, it's not the case. He knows. He knows he's in this relationship with this girl, so it's like it's even more interesting there. Now, I I just wanted to tie that up. I just think I just wanted to come in on that. Is that of course I am not, I am not condoning, absolving, removing the responsibility from the action. Like if I had. If I had gone through with it and cheated on my girlfriend, I would not be saying, oh, oh, it's all because Adam had a biological hardwiring to do so because of the girl in front of him. Oh, that's okay. No, no, no. He had a biological hardwiring to do so. End. Full stop. Done. What he chose to do after that was based on his own will, based on his own uh, responsibility, based on how he conducts himself in life. There, the responsibility comes in for sure. Now, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and dive in on Jeezy's perspective here. I want this, this is, this for me is probably the more interesting part. Hold up, let me just get this water. 
the more interesting part for me is because I, I hear I I get a lot of cheating stories. I get a lot of guys that message me with uh, what to do about their situation where they cheated on this girl and whether if I, whether she found out, whether she didn't find out, da, da, da. However, this is the first time I've ever got it from the female's perspective of a girl who is the one that is cheating the cheat. What is the word for that? It's like she's the one that is party to the cheating. She's not being cheated on, but she's the... I don't know. I don't know what the fucking word is, but it's there somewhere. Anyways, I'm going to... No, I I know off my heart. I know off my heart. I was just about to go potentially uh, go read her message again, but no, I I got it. So, so let's look at it from her her perspective. Hmm, this is a whole different way of thinking now. This is me. I'm having to reverse the cogs here. So, I know by nature. I know from enough of what I know about her. She she's a what's the right term. She's a soft heart. Let's say that. She's a soft heart. I really had to think about my my choice of words there. She's a soft heart in that bit of a pushover. Bit of a pushover. And I'm not saying that as in like, because I know her so well. I don't know her that well. But that's what she's explicitly told me. And that from the way that she's spoken to me and other things and just the vibe that I get from her, she seems like the type of girl that can be taken advantage of because she's just a little too good. Like she's a little, and listen, this is not unique to her. I know so many girls like this where for better or worse, their kind hearted nature, it's like, it's a, it's a back and forward. It's like you want it, but you don't want it. It's like you want the kind hearted nature because that just screams out. This girl is going to be a great mother. This girl is going to be the type of girl you want when your business fails, when, when you break your leg, when your dad has cancer, when your best mate passes away, commits suicide. That, that she screams, that's the type of girl you want because of that kind heartedness, because of that, that willingness to take all that you are, faults and flaws and triumphs as well. Regardless, all of it, I'm going to take all of that and see past it and trying to get to the better of it. And look at the end of her message there. The end of her message is that I'm just trying to see the light in all of this. You know, that's that's, that's a, that, even that perspective. Like a lot of girls don't have that perspective. A lot of girls, some girls do. Not a lot of girls do though. It's like, so it's like, that's her personality. And hold up, I'm going to reset. You know, that's her personality. She's a kind heart. She's that gentle heart. And so when I'm thinking about this from her perspective, let's flip the script now. So she's known this dude that obviously she has some form of connection. I can't speak on it from the female perspective. I won't even try. I don't even think a a girl would try because I don't even think girls pretend to understand what other girls think and feel all the time. I think they all admit that they're all batshit crazy. (laughs) I say that in a a good way. I say that in a a, uh, affectionate way. Yeah, and that and batshit crazy in a good way because that's what we love about girls. We love that the feminine energy is so electric. We love that it's so creative and will flip on a dime. So I don't even think girls will pretend to say that I know exactly what this girl's thinking and feeling at all times, even for themselves probably. <clears throat> I think that's human as well, just human in general. But you got to think about it from her perspective in which that she, and I know that's what I was saying is that I don't know if it's the same for her as it is for guys. I know for guys that when we see a girl and the moment we make eye contact with a girl, the ancestors ring in. Like we know we want to get with this girl. I don't know if that's the same for girls when they're looking at guys. 
I don't know if other factors come first. I don't know if financial status, uh, time of the month, uh, their hormonal status, all these different things play. They all play a role for sure. I'm not going to deny any of them. I will, however, deny, not deny, I will, however, speculate as to what percentage based on which girl. Because I'm sure there's a lot of girls listening to this who will go, when they met their hubby, that actually, I didn't, I couldn't give a fuck about how much money he made. I couldn't give a fuck about what clothes he wore or what people he was hanging around with. He just had the, the spirit and the soul that I connected with. There you go. That's I'm sure there's a lot of girls that will uh, testify to that. Maybe there's not. There's some that, you know, so it's like there's many things that will go on that I just wanted to, you know, open up a few, drop a few seeds. Drop a few seats here and give you guys a little taste of the speculation that could happen, but you know I like to keep things grounded. So I don't know whether when Jeezy met this dude five plus within ten years ago, that he was the that this guy was the guy that she wanted to eventually get with at some point. I don't know if that's her perspective. I could I will take a reasonable guess. I could be flat out wrong. Let me say this. I could be just fucked up wrong. I will take a guess though that there was at least some of that. There was at least some sexual desire whether she wanted to admit it consciously or not. I'll just say some. I don't know to what percentage. It could be 5%. It could be 100%. I don't know. You'd have to ask her and I think even she would have to ask herself. So keep that in mind because it's not. this is a two-way street here. It's a two-way street which is why we're painting this out. So... She goes through this friendship with this dude that there is some form of connection with, never really uh, allowing that to be explored in the same way that he was never allowed that to be explored for whatever reason. For whatever reason, these two didn't get together. Uh, maybe I think it was because he had been in the relationship with the new fiance for that entire time. So maybe it's been just that fucking long. And so it never was explored on her end from her perspective. And then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, Mr. T-Easy rocks up on her and he says, Hey, hey, I know that for the last five plus years, this has not been able to be explored, but what do you think about it now? What do you think about it right now? And that, that sends shockwaves through to her, I can imagine, in which that, why now? Why now all of a sudden? It's been such a long period of time. Why would you now all of a sudden decide, oh, now you want to cheat on your girlfriend? Because it's not proposed yet. This is pre-proposal. Now you want to cheat on your girlfriend? Why now? However, as we've now explained earlier on, this girl's too this girl's too good. This girl's too good. She's too kind. She's too gentle-hearted in the sense that it's I would speculate there is probably uh Jeezy, if you're listening to this, there's probably something within you that wants to honor the connection between you and this guy. Because the rules that have been set up are not biologically natural to how you feel. The rules of a monogamous relation of a monogamous relationship. Let's say that again. That didn't come out right. The rules of a monogamous relationship, they don't give a fuck about how you innately biologically feel about this guy. They don't even know. They don't even know. Your feelings don't know that it's wrong to go and or your desires do not know it's wrong to go and sleep with this dude even though he's been with his girl for so goddamn long. They don't know. And they also don't give a... And whether they know or not, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. All that, all that your desires know is that they have either been met or unmet. 
That's it. And the, the closer that we as human beings can get as honest to that truth as possible, that our desires, they have a mode of operating that is binary. It's like met or unmet. From the moment that she's known this guy, there has been something to some percentage of which I need this to be explored on a sexually emotional level. I don't know what percentage it is, but there is something there. And that this has not been met for so long. And now when this guy rocks up on me saying that, oh, we, get, we can explore this now. We can explore this shit now. There is probably some part of her that wants to honor that connection, that wants to honor that desire, that wants to see that desire met. Regardless of how much shit this is going to cause, no matter how many tidal waves, how many tsunamis, no matter how many fucking Indonesians need to get tsunamied on here, we will do this because that is the... That is the human condition. That is the human condition that biology always wins out. That's it. Like when you look at the power your unconscious desires have over your conscious desires, it's not even a competition. You know, you go back to John Vamos and his books of the business laws of nature, um, elephants and the business laws of nature, the way he describes it. You know, your the relationship between your conscious mind and your unconscious mind is that akin to a little man riding on top of an elephant. Now, if the little man wants to turn right and the elephant also wants to turn right, hey, no worries. No worries. We're going to turn right here. We're hanging righty. But if the little man on top wants to turn right and the elephant's not having a bar of it and the elephant wants to go left, what power does that little man have? Yeah, not much. Not much. If that elephant wants to go left, that elephant's going left. The elephant represents your unconscious mind. The elephant represents your unconscious desires. It represents all the things that have deep down seated upon, seated upon. And for the duration these two have been knowing each other, you got to imagine that's just not any elephant. That's an elephant from Lord of Rings. That's like a, that's one of those Game of Thrones elephants that we're about to see in the next season. Where it's like, it's like a hundred foot tall. It's like, a, and it's like five million ton kilos, whatever. It's just this fat, this fat desire that has not been met. So, and look, listen, I'm really proud of myself right here because I'm doing justice to her perspective as much as I'm doing justice to his perspective. This is what I would see is that her reason, like, cause the fiance, she's not happy with any of this. She's not happy with fucking any of this. But if she could take for a second, a moment to put away her ego, and put away the hurt feelings and the pain of it all, and to look at things from a little bit closer than 30,000 feet, and listen to what I'm saying here, which is that this is one very likely reason for why this girl went and did this. That there is a there is a deep, deep chasm of a mixture of thoughts, feelings, desires that have not been met for so long. And now that when this dude comes in and says that we can now get it, Y'all getting it. Like when he says this now, is she going to say no? Is she going to say no to that? I don't think so. Like I'm sure in her mind, I'm sure in her mind consciously, it's all going red light, red light, red light. No, no, no. Don't you fucking dare. What the fuck are you doing right now? Like it's different when we're talking about 13 year olds. If we're talking about 13 year olds here who just don't know the repercussions of what happens as a result of someone being cheated on and what that does for them for the rest of life and and how that fucks fucks with them in terms of trust and how that fucks with them in terms of how they see other members of this other gender. That's a that's a shifty word to use now. 
Shouldn't be, though. Shouldn't fucking be. But anyways, a little too much political correctness. You know, but, you know, it's the way that we view our counterparts. It kind of fucks with us if you get cheated on real bad. So... So it's different if you're like a if you're like your first time going through this and you just don't know the repercussions. You got you got to have a few tries of this to know that what's gonna happen. But listen, Jeezy and this dude Teezy, they know like they're not 13 years old, so they know what they're getting into. And so this girl decides, yep, let's do it anyway. Maybe not that easily. Definitely not that easily. As I, I probably just said it a little too easily there, just for comedy. But. She definitely at some point said yes, despite all the red alarms. And of course, she's not doing what I said the guy was also not doing. She is not thinking about all the other things that I just said. She is not weighing up in her mind in this moment of decision. Oh, hold up. Someone's coming in. We'll come back in a sec. My apologies, guys. Just had to let someone in. We're back. So she's not doing, she's not thinking consciously in that moment of all the things that I was painting about what he was also not consciously thinking about. She's not consciously thinking that, yeah, I'm going to be fucking this relationship up. I'm going to be fucking this girl up. I'm going to be causing tremendous, tremendous emotional pain and scarring to this other girl. She's not thinking that. Neither was he. All they are thinking is about the upside. And that's, that's also what leads me to believe that it is not about, is not solely a question of character because I can't speak for them because I don't know their character, but I have mates. I have mates. I have friends. I have guys that I ride or died with since I was fucking seven years old. And they have also had this conversation with me, which is that when presented with a member of the opposite gender and things are going up, this emotional connection between us is being lit and there is an opportunity here to see this come to fruition and to explore the beauty of the sexual exploration between you and I when that's coming up and that's coming in real right now I'm not thinking about the downside at all why would you why would you be thinking about the downside you need a third perspective to come in to bring in that downside then you would probably go oh maybe not maybe not however maybe maybe and this is where I want to get to with this potter which is that the strict rules and chains that we place on ourselves in these relationships that cause so much emotional stress, you know, people like to, people never look into this. People never, you know, get upset about the rules. They only get upset about the players. And what I'm here to question is, is it the players' fault that the rules are so fucked up and that they just happen to not fit and they don't work? Is it is it the players' fault that the rules don't work? Or... Is it that the rules just don't work? So we need to change the rules. Hence, the open relationship. Hence, the free, open, and casual polygamous relationship. That is a changing of the rules. Are we going to talk about that today? Probably not. That's for a different potter, and I actually have an entire, entirely different potter on it. There, after the last potter, I mentioned this. I mentioned because there was a lot of opportunities to talk about my perspective on polygamy and open relationships and that type of stuff because that's how I live. But I didn't get to dive into it, and a lot of guys messaged me after that poll uh, asking me, you know, where can I find out more about that? So it's, I forget if it's poll fuck, what is it, 60-something? But it's called Poddos. It's something that's recent, recent-ish, and it's called One-Itis and Your Needy Attachment. I speak a lot on, on casual relationships in that one, open relationships, and also I have a poll much further back that's titled Marriage, Kids, and Polygamy. That's probably even more specific, that one there. But both of those two. Check out those two if you want to hear my thoughts more on the 
on the changing of the rules because that's not really this part of what I want to talk about here. Okay. So yeah, that, but I just wanted to bring that up for a second. I wanted you guys to at least have that in your mind is that people jump so deep. They get their teeth so sunk in shredding up the players, shredding up these people that are just questioning their cat. You know, these guys are pieces of shit. These two, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there thinking right now, like how, how dare these two, how dare these, like it's, it's not even, Adam, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get the biology shit you're talking about. But at the end of the day, they made a question, a questionable choice of character. And yes, I am not, I'm not absolving, as I said again, I am not absolving any of that. What I am more interested, because once you've said that, you fucking said that. What I am more interested in is what pushed them to that point. What got them to that point of, regardless of the downside, they chose an upside in that moment that was going to cause some intense repercussion later on. That is what I am far more interested in. And as we're exploring her perspective here more and more, listen, Listen, feminists don't like to hear this. <laughs> feminists don't like to hear this. Between the relationship of a man and a woman, there is one that is leading. Now, it is not necessarily the woman or the, or the man. It is the one with the masculine energy or the one with the feminine energy that will decide which role is played. Because you could have, you could have a lesbian relationship, two females. One is always going to have slightly more masculine energy than the other. That one will lead. That one will pull the trigger. That one will provide the frame for which the feminine energy will fit into. Okay? That is how human relations work. That is, that is from my perspective of someone who coaches social dynamics and has done professionally for the last three to four years and has studied it for coming up on seven, eight years now. And when I say studied, I don't mean like in fucking books. I mean like out there meeting people having thousands of interactions with people, coaching people from across the world, different countries, different times, being in person, Skype, all this different stuff. From what I've seen, right, I can solidly say, confidently say that in every single relationship, there is a polarity between the masculine and feminine. You cannot argue with that. And anyone who wants to argue with that, it's like, you just don't know people. You don't know human beings. Now, it's it's too rigid to say, though, that it's always the man that's leading, because that's not always true. There are many men, right, many biological gender males that have more feminine energy than they do masculine energy, at least in relation and relative to their female partner who has more masculine energy and she calls all the shots. Sure. Now that's that's all very me just trying to be a scientist, like get the scientific terms correctly, get them out. But you guys all know what I'm talking about. Like you, you all know, there's always that in everyone's click. There's always the girl that wears the pants in the relationship that has more masculine energy than the dude, and she calls the shots. She has more fa- uh, masculine energy. Now you might look at that going, well, that seems a little bit off. No, no, it's actually a lot more common nowadays than you would. Uh, that you would have seen before, because I think people are just more open to admitting that now. I, I know, I know a couple. I'm not going to mention their names that have an extremely healthy relationship, and the dude is as feminine as it gets. He's not gay. He's not gay. I thought he was. He's not. And they're in a great relationship, and they're probably going to have kids together, and they're going to have a great life together. But she is by far, she is the she, she she's the man, so to speak, in that way, in that movie, the soccer movie. She's the um. She has more masculine energy. So 
Why am I explaining this? Why am I explaining the polarity of the masculine to feminine? Because tagging the back of TZ here, from what I know about her, she's a very feminine being. Very feminine being. And I don't know anything about the dude, but I would speculate that he is a very masculine being. I would take a good fucking guess that he knows how to lead to some respect. Maybe not in the sense that a lot of you guys that had listened to my content know about leading in, in terms of cold approach and learning in terms of the skill set. I don't know if he's, if he's trained the social dynamic skill set. I don't know any of that. But in order to have a girl like Jeezy attracted to him, he's definitely playing into his masculine energy. So the reason why I painted this, tagging right back, is that with all the other factors I've described, even if you took all of them out and you just have this one thing, which is that she's a feminine being, he's a masculine being, and he's coming to her saying, let's go, it is her role to acquiesce to that. It is her role to, when this masculine frame is presented, I want to flow into that. And if he's done it correctly, and if he's done it correctly in a way in which that it makes her feel like she's safe, She's safe in that. That's part of what the masculine frame does. There's a extreme level of safety. And not safe. I'm not talking about walking down 38th Street in New York and all of a sudden some guy pulls a knife on you. I'm not talking about that kind of safe. I'm talking about like this guy makes me feel safe in that emotionally. He makes me feel emotionally safe that when I'm with him, I can let all walls down. I can let all, all of my preconceptions, all about my judgments, all of... All of the shit that goes on through my mind, especially as a girl, about what society might say about this, this guy allows me to let that all kind of unfurl. That emotional safety that a masculine stronghold frame provides for the feminine energy, that is one of the big kickers. It is one of the big kickers that you're going to see. So I'm going to take a guess that he provides that for her in that moment and that when that comes in, for a girl to say no to that, Take out all the other factors, but just for a girl to say no to that is very hard to do biologically, regardless of all the social ramifications that could result as a result of this. That could be the fucked up marriage, the fucked up proposal, the fucked up this, the all the cheating and all that shit. None of that matters in a moment when a feminine energy is presented with a strong masculine frame. None of that shit matters. And as we found out through Jeezy's context, which I'm really thankful for that she gave to me, what we found out is that it took her several weeks, several weeks to decide that this was not right. Not several days, not several minutes, several weeks. So that's also what now we can bring all those other things back into play here. That's why, that's why I went pretty confident in the direction of explaining from her perspective what I think might be the case, which is the honoring of the connection that has been built up for so long, the honoring of the desires that have been unmet. The reason why I gave a lot of weight to those things is because it wasn't, from my, from what I can tell, it wasn't just a one-night stand. It wasn't just a quick one minute and all of a sudden, oh shit, we should not be doing this. Fuck it, what the fuck are we doing here? Get the fuck out, you know, like, get the lifeboat, son. We're going to get the fuck out of here. I don't think it was that because... She said several weeks, several weeks. Now, several weeks, not a long time. It's better than several months. It's better than several years for, for God's sake. But it's still enough time to make me think that there's a lot more deeper shit going on here. 
you know, that's why we dived into all of this. That's why I chose this story as a Potter worthy thing because if 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 it's, I get cheat stories all the time. I get guys saying to me, yeah, I had this one random night of passion. I'm a piece of shit. I cheated on my girlfriend. What do I do from here, Adam? And I just answer him in an email like, okay, let's let's own up. Let's be honest. Let's be responsible. Let's uh, let's turn this leaf, so to speak. But I don't need to do a full bloody potto on it. But for this, there's way more going on. There's way more richness. Uh, you know, this is some dark chocolate shit right here. Fuck the Tiber. Fuck this. You guys should not be hearing this right now. God damn it. My phone's on silent. <laughs> Holy shit, Samsung. You are, you are pushing it. All right. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is you guys, you should not be able to hear that timer. It's gone off anyway, so fuck it. It's good that it is going. At least I don't forget to reset the cam. Anyways, so I feel like I wrapped. Okay, have I really wrapped up her perspective? Are there any other things that could be going on with her? No, I, f- I feel like, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. You guys, hang on a second, Adam. Hang on a second, Adam. You're missing one crucial thing here, which is that, okay, you did a real good job of explaining the nice explanation of why she might have wanted to choose to go down this. You did what you did for him. You explained the the way that the fiancé, if she found out, would like it to be, right? Which is, it's the lesser of the two evils, what I painted. So I, it would be unfair of me to not paint the dark. It would be unfair of me to not paint the worse of the two evils, which is that. Now, it's, it's no, actually, it's good that I don't know her that well for this. It would be a different story if I knew her a lot better because then I could make a lot more assumptions. However, right here, I can't make any assumptions. So as I said at the start of the Potter, I'm going to be as raw and as unfiltered as possible here and just paint out what I think a girl in her position might be doing. And that's also not just based on uh, what I think based on this situation. It's what I know from other girls that I've seen and what I know other girls will do, have done. So let's get a sink sink into this. This is going to make you guys uncomfortable. This is going to make you very uncomfortable. It'll probably make girls more uncomfortable than guys. Guys probably expect this a little bit to some degree. Maybe you don't. Maybe, Maybe you don't. Actually, forget any of what I just said. Come in, clean slate, okay? Worst of the two evils, maybe, maybe Jeezy always wanted to be the one with this dude. Maybe going back right to when they started their connection together and she felt something, she always wanted to be with this guy. Yet she never could because he was with this other girl, so it never came to fruition. But there was some part of her. There was some part of her that, had some form of resentment, some form of resentment. Of course, this is speculation. I am not saying this is what's happening, but I know a lot of girls that will, will relate to this perspective and that this has been the case for a lot of people. You resent the fact that you weren't the one. You weren't the girl that he chose to be with at that time. And it's going on and on and on. And maybe that at some point, maybe that fucked with you a little bit at some point, and you were able to put that to the side, you were able to get on with life, she was able to get on with life, and not let that really get in the way, and maybe you went, you met up with other different people, you said other bit, da, 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 that all happened, anyways, fast forward, now that this situation pops up, and this is a much shorter explanation, but it's the, it's the harsher one, which is that, okay, now the situation's popped up, where this masculine being's in front of you now, it's going, hey, it's fucking on, let's go jump in, and now actually you want to do that, you want to do that to what degree? I don't know. 
But I know a lot of girls that would jump into that position purely because now it's my fucking time. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't think this is her because of the way that she's, of our conversations together. I don't think she would intentionally try and fuck over this other girl. But I know there are other girls that would try and fuck over other girls, given the opportunity. Given the opportunity, I know other girls that would for sure, if they were in her position and they were her and they've been through the same experiences, they're feeling the same desires, that they would happily sleep with this dude and get with this guy just in spite, just out of spite that, well, yeah, I should have been that girl. I should have been the girl that's about to get proposed to. I should be the girl that this guy is committing his all to. I don't think that's her, but I w- it would be wrong of me to not paint that in the same way that I did for the guy. You know, it's it could come from that. It could come from spite. It could come from resentment. It could come from the place of that maybe she's not fond of the other girl and that she just really doesn't like the other girl and that fuck her, right? I don't think it's any of those those things. I really don't think it is. I would lean towards the, the nicer explanation, but I do know a lot of girls that would go through that thought process. And as I've always said, I don't fuck with those girls. Those girls, I see them later. They can take the express to I won't see you again. I don't need to see those girls ever. Uh, and, oh, man. The amount, you know, I like to, uh, this has probably been one of the potters where I've used the least of my own personal experiences and my own personal references and my own personal stories because there's been so much else to go on. But let me say this. I have, even though I've never cheated on anyone ever in my life and I maintain that gold standard, like, are you sure, Adam? Are you sure? Gun to the head? Gun to the head. Gun to your family's head? Gun to my family's head. Gun gun to the world's head. I have never once cheated on anyone, right? However, have I been invited to be in the position that Jeezy's in to cheat with someone who's going to, they're the one who's cheating on someone else? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is, uh, that has happened countless times countless times a lot of times to the point where it's like it's like last minute it's like so last minute where i didn't even know there have been so many day twos that i've been on and for people that are new to this part of they don't know what a day two is a day two is just the first day after you meet each other you know it comes from the cold approach world social dynamics you know you meet each other on the street meet each other on the club day two is just the first date after <clears throat> good so I, there have been many day twos on where during the day two she is forced to bring up that she has a boyfriend but she full knowingly went into a date with a boyfriend. She knew that. There have been times where I've been in the bed. We have been removing clothes. There are tongues going all over the place. And then she brings up, oh, by the way, just just so you know, bro. Just so you know, bro. I do also happen to have Jeffrey. It's also fucking Jeffrey. Now, there have been times like that, many times that have happened to me. And I always, I, oh, we've talked about this. We have talked about this, the ethics and morals and values of whether it is right for to be in Jeezy's position. This is something, this is fucking something. This is a great segue because Jeezy's technically not doing anything wrong. I don't. I have not mentioned this yet, but now, now it's coming up great because I'm using these references of my own experience. Jeezy hasn't stepped out of line at all, right? She's not the one cheating. She's not, she's not in a relationship with Mrs. Fiance. That's got nothing to do with her. Now, there is definitely, I spoke in the last photo about authenticity, about congruency, about directness, three core principles. There is definitely questions that will 
have to go through her mind as to her character of what type of person does she want to be. But that's on her end. That's her bat. That's her shit to deal with. It's got nothing to do with the relationship. So as hard as this might be to accept that if the fiance someday came back and listened to this bottle, please know that you got no you got no gripes with Jeezy. You there is no hairs to be split. There is no wounds to be tapered with Jeezy here. Because she's not cheating on you. Your guy's cheating on you. Your dude's cheating on you. And he's the one that has broken the responsibility of trust and ownership. So it's interesting that we had not painted that yet, which is interesting. The reason why I brought it up is because of the ethics, morals, and values for a dude that what, what about? What about being the dude who it's like reverse situation for this guy. It's not the situation for this guy. But what about when you're little old Adam up in this bed right here and tongues are going everywhere, every which way and direction, and all of a sudden last minute this girl tells you that she's got a boyfriend and it's got nothing to do with you. I have spoken about this in other potos and my stance on this is play it how you will because it is not, it is not your responsibility to ensure the maintainership as the is that even a word sounds good though it is not your responsibility to maintain the good standing of this girl's relationship with that dude it is not Jeezy's responsibility to maintain the goodwill standing of the relationship between this guy and his fiance now it's not her responsibility so if you're the fiance coming back and listening to this, as upset as you might be at Jeezy for going into that, it's not her fault. It's not her fault as to who you should be mad at, right? You might you might question her character. You might question the decision she made. 100%. Go for it. But you can never you can never attribute responsibility to any level, I was going to say like 10%, none, 0%. To any level, you can never attribute any of that. Let me get this fucking water in. Because she's not the one you're in the relationship with, and that's how I view it. So when guys ask me, like, Adam, there's this girl that I know that, you know, she fucking wants it, Adam. She wants it. She wants to get it. However, she got this boyfriend, yet she is openly inviting me to enter into this cheating, this thing. And I don't know, should I do it? Should I not do it? It's... You know, it's like, I feel bad. I don't want to be a guy cutting another guy's lunch. I don't want to be that lunch cutter. And what I say is that play it how you will. It comes down to your authenticity, your internal measure of what you feel is right. There there have been times back in the past, I don't do it so much anymore, but there have been times where I felt like it was perfectly fine for me to go ahead and sleep with this girl that I knew that had a boyfriend, right? It's got nothing to do with me. Right? She's using me as an outlet for, for many different reasons, for many different reasons in the same way that this guy is using Teasy as an outlet, uh, Teasy, um, Jeezy, from, from getting wrong, getting my Jeezy's messed up, messed up. He's using her as an outlet for a very different reason as well. But it's not her responsibility and it's not my responsibility because I'm not in a relationship with that person. Now, that is definitely case by case. I don't. T- I tend to not do it as much anymore. It's very much case by case. It's got to be a real special girl for many different reasons. It's generally speaking not how I operate anymore. But notice how I don't rule it out. I don't cut. I don't say that. Because uh, even look at that term, cutting someone's lunch. You're not cutting someone's lunch. You're. You have been invited. 
to have to this lunch. You have been invited to this lunch, but it is being cut by a different knife. You are not the one holding the knife. It is a different thing if you are. Oh, hold up, gotta reset. It is a different thing if you are forcing and impressing on this person, like, and you are inviting them to cheat. You're invited. Like, if if a girl came at me, or if I if this is a girl that I know and I know that she's got a boyfriend, and I start putting it on her, I put the issue to her, saying, "Yo," and I I openly invite her to cheat on her boyfriend. That that fucks my authentic. That that sends shivers through my authenticity radar. Like, that's not good. That I will not allow for that to happen. But if because then it's like you're being an, that's like that just doesn't sit well with me at all. But if this girl is saying to me, "Hey, I'm okay with this, and this is what I want," hey, there's that that doesn't that's for me anyway personally, based on my morals, ethics, and standards. You know, it's got nothing. It's really got very little to do with me in this point. So I just wanted to paint that angle there. There's a lot more I could say on that, but let me just say this to sum that point up. The person that is not doing the cheating, but that is just party to it, they don't have any responsibility for maintaining that relationship that is about to get fucked up. There's no, there's no responsibility there. You might hate them for it. You might hate them forever. Like, oh, that's the girl that cheated, that my boyfriend cheated on me with. But listen, she didn't decide. She wasn't the one that stuck it in. She wasn't the one that ripped that condy open if he was even using one. You know, so, 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 right? So I feel like, so we painted the dark side there. We painted side of what, I, now, of course, if Jeezy's listening to this, and I know she is, I don't think you are that dark side. It's just that I have to be fair. I, I, I never want to be. I mean, this is this is how my potters run. I just don't give a fuck about. Uh, I don't give a fuck about upsetting people. If you're gonna get upset, you're gonna get upset. But you can never question my integrity. You can never question the fact that I was playing sides, that I was being biased consciously. As I can't control my unconscious biases, but you know, I want to paint things evenly. That's all I'm saying here. So where do we get to from this? Now, where do, where do we fucking go from this now? Fiance's perspective is the last thing we have not touched. What if you're this girl? What if you're this girl? What if you're this girl that now finds out, hey, because she doesn't know, that finds out, you know, it's like that's almost its own podcast in itself. That's its own potter in itself. Like, do we even want to get into that? Because it's probably too much speculation, but I know I've kind of honey-dicked you a little bit here, so let me give you something. Let me give you something, which is that... Okay, no, because there's no point. There's no point in me... What I was about to do was I, I was about to dive into all the different ways that she could respond and react to this guy. But it's, it's not worth going into because there's something more interesting worth going into, which is that what should these two do now? That's the more interesting thing. Now, it's not really what these two should do now. It's more like what this guy should do now. Should. And it's all based on why he did it, of course. Because if if he was like, say, a guy of a caliber of which I was describing of what myself was like, that this guy just made the wrong move, yet he genuinely does love his fiance now. He genuinely wants to put this behind him and create a new life with this girl and move on from this. Can this guy ever be 100% direct, congruent, and authentic with his now fiance, potentially wife, potentially mother of children? No, no. This will be a demon in his hurt locker 
and emotional baggage in his hurt locker for the rest of time. Until this gets brought to light, this will always be there. Now, let me bring that down in real terms for you. That is to say that every time, every moment that he spends with her, through every date from now on, through every date night, through every sexual intimate moment, through any connected moment, through from the smallest thing to, okay, we're cooking together, to we bought our first house together, to we traveled to fucking South Sudan together. It will always be there under the guise that during all those experiences, I was not 100% authentic with this girl. So, if this dude came to me, if this guy came to me, let's flip this perspective, and he emailed me in, and he said to me, Adam, this is the play. This is the situation that I've just described to all of you guys right now. What do I do? What do I do? Do I, do I confess to my fiance now and say, listen, I fucked up? Do I have the direct, congruent, authentic, and honest communication that I always hear you talking about in all your videos? Do I do that now, even though I know full well that's probably going to cause my fiance to leave me? Well, it should cause my fiance to leave me. Now that depends on the the willpower of the fiance as to whether she's the type of girl that can stand up for herself or whether she's just going to get walked over. Because she has. She's been walked over him. What should I do? What should, what should the guy do from this perspective? Well, listen, I'm not going to be so presumptuous and pretentious to say that I'm going to tell him what to do because that's not what I do. That's not what I've done throughout this entire channel. All I offer you guys is a perspective of what you could do, all the different avenues of what could be had and what I would do personally. But this is by no means, if this guy's listening to this, this is not me telling you what to do because you got to make your own decisions in life. And I would never presume to think that I could make the right decision for you. Only you know the right decision for you. And so what it needs to come down to for you is, can you live with this girl now knowing full well, if you guys have kids together, when that, mo- when that baby comes out, if you guys get a house together, when that contract gets signed, when you guys go through some terminal illness together and all of a sudden the question is made, do you pull the plug or not? All these momentous moments and every single fucking thing in between all that from, yeah, name it, the day-to-day shit, can you live with her knowing that you have this emotional baggage in the hurt locker? There is a demon in the hurt locker that she does not know about can you live with that? If you can live with that, then I can't say anything else. Then I then all I'm going to say is, okay, okay. If you're the type of person that can live with that and be happy, be genuinely happy, there is probably, I'm going to say it right here, you probably have some form of a mental impairment. There is some form, of the, the word that comes to mind is that is a slightly sociopathic behavior. If you can genuinely be happy, knowing full well that you, that you went and slept with another girl for several weeks and then proposed to your current girlfriend after that, and you're not going to tell her, and you can be 100% happy with that, then I would say that there, that is a prime candidate for, for sociopathy, a sociopathical person in which that... You clearly lack levels of empathy for the other person. You clearly lack an understanding for what it means to be truthfully honest to someone else. You clearly lack the sense of goodwill within you to front up to your mistakes and to have that brought to light regardless of the repercussions.
So there is definitely some form of social social impairment going on, 100%. 100%. If you can be genuinely happy. If you can be happy. Now, you might go through with this and not be happy. You might decide that I've caused so much damage here that if, or potentially, that if this was to ever come out, it would cause so much damage that I would rather now live with that pain I would now rather live with that emotional baggage in my hurt locker just to save my fiance, just to save this girl, the emotional trauma. And I'm going to take that as my debt. I'm going to take that as my debt for these few weeks of passion that I got to have with Jeezy. I realized I incurred a tremendous debt there and I'm going to wear that. I'm going to have, I'm going to wear that hurt locker with me all day, every day for the rest of my life, just so that my fiance never has to go through that acute shock. Now, does that sound healthy to you guys? You guys might be thinking, actually, Adam, that sounds pretty good. Really? Really? Does it? Because that's not going to be a full version of him. The fiance, while in the short term, may not receive an acute shock of trauma. She might not receive the acute shock of finding out, holy mother of fuck, this guy, this, this motherfucker, are you kidding? And then the tears come and then the emotional destroyed because it's been so long together as well, that all comes out. And then it's like her life is derailed for what? Three months, six months, maybe a year. Maybe she doesn't recover for a whole year from that thing because it's pretty intense. Maybe she recovers in a day. I don't fucking know. But it could be a very long period of trauma. You got to expect that. It could be that. Would you rather that? Or would you rather live with someone for the next Five years, 10 years, 20 years, based on the concept of marriage for the rest of your fucking life with a partner that is not being 100% with you, with a partner that is not being truly authentic, truly congruent, truly direct for the rest of your life. Because that's what you signed up to here if you are going to honor what marriage is. So what's more painful? Is it the short-term burn or is it the long-term drain? Which one do you want? Which one do you want? From the guy's perspective, I get if you are coming from the chivalry perspective of that, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear the pain. I'm going to wear the pain and not let her know about this ever so she doesn't have to go through that. Well, that's all well and good, Jeffrey. It's not his name. It's a rhetorical name, a funny name, facetious name. All right, fucking Jeffrey. That's all well and good, but what you are not taking into account is that you can never be 100% with her. And I don't think any girl deserves that. I would let me give you this, guys. Let me give you hold on, I gotta reset this camera. Let me give it to you like this, guys. If this was my daughter and the fiance was my daughter, I would much rather see her go through the acute short-term tsunami pain. Just a straight tsunami. Just come down. Just have all the walls fucking smash down on her. Have everything around her crumble in this one short, sharp moment and finding out that her fiancé cheated on her. I would much rather my daughter go through that and learn to deal with that and repair, take whatever time you need to repair with that and then move on with her life and not be deceived for the rest of her life. I would much rather see her go through that than be with someone who saves her that short-term tsunami but puts puts her through this numb, this kind of numb, dulling pain which is that of a partner who's not 100% with you. 
That is a numbing pain which only registers on very short, small, small levels. I would, and you know, I would much rather that. I would much rather that. And I think you guys can see that. I think you can see that. Now, that's simple as shit, right? Like, it probably seems simple as shit. It is, but the simple things are not always the easy things. Often the simplest things are simple because they require courage, and courage is not easy. Courage requires you to evolve to someone that is better than the, the current self, right? That's what courage is, because in any situation that requires courage of you, it's something that scares the fuck out of you because your current self cannot currently do that. It requires something else for you to elevate to a next level of self that will operate on a higher level mindset, a higher level than you're currently at. So it's not easy. It shouldn't be easy either. So I just wanted to touch on that angle as to where these two could go. You know, is it Jeezy's responsibility to tell the fiance? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. It's got nothing to do with her in that respect. Is it his responsibility to uh, tell her? Nope. Nope. It's his decision. It's just no responsibility. It's just a decision. You know, you can question his character to the cows come home. You're more than willing to. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push back on that. But I've as I've explained in this potter, it's got a lot more to do than just question of character. And I just know that from my own experience. I know from my own experience that it's got a lot more to do than the fact that whether he's just a bad guy, right? Bad guy or a guy who made bad decisions. It's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. But as I've said before in another photo, no matter how wrong the decision made, never lose compassion. Uh, Never lose compassion for that human being. You know, we're all learning. We're all on this journey of life together. What, you're so good, you're never going to fuck up? You're so good, you're never going to fuck up? Like I said before that, I've never made the final plunge of fucking up so bad to actually have cheated on my girlfriend, but I've got so damn near close that it scared the absolute shit out of me. So I knew never to go back to that again. But will there be a situation in the future where I get, where I do end up cheating on a girl that I'm with? It's possible. It's possible. Unlikely because I'm unlikely to get into the traditional form of monogamous relationships in the foreseeable future. Like, and I've spoken about that before. So this idea of cheating, like I said, I changed the rules so that the rules fit us in a better way. You know, that's a big part of this, which is, I haven't spoken about it too much because it's not really what we wanted to go on here because there's that as well. But, you know, fuck it. No one's so good. No, no one is so good. No one is so good in this life to get to a point where they can sit there and judge two other people as if they would never be privy and primed to making that mistake. You know, that's why I've painted all angles. That's why I've painted you guys my own angles. That's why I've come in here with all levels of rawness and all levels of, well, hey, let's get down from 30,000. Let's get down to three fucking feet and get really into the deep shit here because none of us are so good to imagine ourselves not being in this position. But these people, they're just people, right? These, it's like murderers on death row. They are just people. People that commit armed robbery, people that that commit domestic violence, people that rape, people that uh, commit fraud, people that commit child slavery and sex trading. At the end of the day, they have not come from some other world. No, they're people. They're people that have come through other environments, other experiences you can't imagine, other exposed to other types of mentalities from 
vicious other people around them. No human being is born with malice intent. No human being is born to be this guy that, oh, all of a sudden, yeah, that seems like a good decision to me. My my biology requires me to trade sex slaves. No one is born to that. No one is born into the situation where, okay, I'm going to spend five to 10 years with this one girl. And then all of a sudden with this other girl that I've known for five to 10 years, I'm going to go sleep with that other girl and then go and propose to the girl that I was uh, in this relationship with for five to 10 years. No one is born into that situation. So what I'm saying here is that maintain your compassion, maintain your empathy and your downright modesty. It's like humility. Maintain your humility for that. This could have very well been you. And this may very well be you. No one is exempt from these human, like if you think you're going to sit there and feel like, well, this, this is good. I mean, I, I, this never happened to me though. Like I, I like hearing this shit. I like hearing about other people's issues and how you're going to break this down. But this could never really happen to me. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because yes, it can. That's the way that I thought about cheating. I thought that I was one of the straightest blades of all straightest blades. Yet I came so fucking close to cheating on my girlfriend that I loved at the time. And that's when I realized, hmm, okay, there's a lot more going on here than just question of, whether it's just this person as a human being, there's many different factors. There's many different things that play into here. And I think that's, I think that's where we're going to wrap this up because shit, that's a high note. Shit, that's a high note. And I, I love this because this has, been, this has been a first. This has been an absolute first where I've taken it from a girl's perspective. There's a girl I messaged in and that we've played out a totally different scenario that we've never played out before. And I hope for those of you listening f- from any perspective, That if anything you got from this was just a more open-minded way of exploring things. And a more honest account of how these things are not nearly on surface level what you think they are. I hope you got that. I hope you got something from that. For the people in question. For the dude in question. I doubt he's listening to this. If he happened to listen to it. Listen, you make your own decisions in life. I'm not going to judge you. I don't have any right to. However, if you wish to live a life of love, peace, and joy, you have to get on the path of direct, congruent, authentic. You can't live any other way but that. Attach different words. It's the essence of those words I'm getting at. You can't go through in this relationship with this girl 100%. And I get it if you want to take on the pain. I get that because that's a very male, masculine thing. I want to take the pain so she doesn't have to endure that. I get that. But just know that you are in your short-term saving of pain you are causing much further, further long-term damage. That's something I would say to him. To Jeezy, what I would say to her is that, listen, you're a kind heart, you're a kind soul. You allowed this situation to happen as well, though. Make no mistake. Full responsibility and ownership for it. You allowed this to happen as well. And if you feel shit as a result of it, learn from it. If you don't feel shit as a result of it, then don't learn from it. Then there's no problem then, right? There's no problem then. But I would say this to any girl in her position. I know how tough it is for the feminine being to turn down the masculine being when it's a masculine being you're attracted to and that he's providing the frame that you wish to see yourself flow into. I get that. I 100% get that. But your own personal happiness and your own personal joy should always come above that. And that will always be the forever struggle. That will always be the eternal struggle and the eternal issue, which is that overriding your biological desires in order to 
in order to settle and bring peace to your conscious mind that only desires love, peace, and joy from these relationships. That will be the eternal struggle. The eternal struggle is maintaining that balance, and you know, that seems like the impossible. That seems like the immovable object meeting the unstoppable force. How can someone, how can a girl with her biological desires turn down, right, and turn down this situation, even given the power that it has behind it, just to acquiesce the conscious desire, just to make sure that we have peaceful relationships? Well, what I would say is we've got to look at the rules. You've got to look at the rules that are denying this biological desire. That's the only thing I will say in wrapping up on that. But, you know, Jeezy, like, I want to say, uh, you know, this is the last thing I'll say. The last thing I'll say. You can keep going through life running it this way, and I wouldn't question you. I wouldn't question you because based on this scenario, it wasn't your responsibility to maintain the good standing of their relationship. It's not your responsibility. What I will say, though, is that for your personal joy, you might want to look at it. Just might want to look at it. If you're, if you're genuinely happy, though, and you, it doesn't affect you, there's no problem there. But I know you. Well, I know you a little bit. I know you a little bit. And I know any girl that's a kind-hearted girl hates the, the fallout from this type of shit. It fucks with you. It fucks with your life. It fucks that. It fucks with you that you were even party to an inauthentic transpiring. It fucks with you that you were even a part of that. And that, there's the goodness in you. For a lot of girls, they don't give a shit. For a lot of girls, even better that I could be part of it to help fuck this other girl over. But I know that's not you, so might want to look at it. Might want to look about how you go forward in the future now. That's all I'll say there. Let me reset this cam as we wrap up. And that, my friends, is where we shall wrap up this Potter. Potter 75, an absolute first. Uh, so many different things we dived into here. A different way of thinking, a different style of thinking. And I just really want to thank all of you that made it this far. We are coming close to two hours. Not quite, so definitely a longer Potter. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that have maintained your attention, that have stayed keyed in, locked in here with me. I really appreciate it. And if you did enjoy this Potter, please let me know in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's you hit me up on Instagram, at uitang1, tang one That's the best place to engage with me. Listen, you've been inspired. You want to share your context with me. You want to share your stories with me. Hit me up on the gram. Slide me a DM there. Or if you, if it's even too long for that, you just want to send it to me in an email, boldojo.com. Contact forms are in there in the About Me section. Almost every page is a contact form, but definitely in the About Me section. It's a contact form there. Hit me up there. You can send me a contact and if you enjoyed this video, for those of you on YouTube, on the YT, drop a thumbs up down below. It lets me know that you guys enjoyed this content and I'll keep doing it. Drop me a comment as well. Let me know what you thought about all this. If you're on Instagram, drop me comments down below on the, on the different social media pieces that I'll put out. Let me know what you thought about this. You know, just give me that feedback because that's what lets me know where you guys would like me to take this shit with and what you found interesting. And, you know, that's, it's important for me. The engagement is important so that I can keep bringing you guys the best. All right? So that being said, I'm going to finish up my plugs and we'll get the hell out of here. So this photo brought to you by boldojo.com. That is my website. There are three things you guys can dive into with me in terms of deeper education. I have an ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, Straight Action Guide, 
holy shit, someone's calling me. No, that's a uh, that's a fucking telemarketer number. I'm going to annoy you. I'm going to ignore you. Put this phone flat down. <laughs> How dare you interrupt my plugs, fucking telemarketers. Jesus. Okay, yes, Crash Course is Kick-Ass Day Game. It's a short tactical guide to getting you out there meeting girls on the street in the day. It is not meant to be sat there and read for thousands of hours. No, you read it through a couple times, you get that done in like an hour max, and then you go out for 30 days in a row and you change your fucking life by meeting girls every single fucking day. That is what the action guide is. That's what the toolbox game is. That's what my ebook is. Do not expect anything other than that. It is not a crutch. It is a guide. Not a crutch. It's a guide. Second thing booking one-on-one Skype calls. If you guys want to dive deeper with me to help resolve some of these deeper issues, like if this guy, if you're this type of guy that was in this scenario, in this story, this guy needs to hop on a Skype call with me. Like I just know he needs to. He needs to, whether he wants to admit it or not. I would love to sit down with that type of guy and help him get through these thoughts, help him to resolve this dilemma of short-term pain versus long-term numbing, numbing pain. I love, you know, that's the type of stuff that I dive into with my guys. You know, like a lot of guys on the surface level you think that all I talk about guys with is dating no that's actually a very small part of it a lot of the shit I deal with is in the realms of lifestyle it's life development it's in development of your temple right? it's in the development of your being as a person that's most of the shit I get into with guys through Skype calls this is the deepest shit the dating is just like the uh, the face to it all but it's a lot more than that so booking one on Skype calls you can do that on the website if you have infields you want me to break down you can add those as attachments when you're booking your Skype call, uh, you can also book fully recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes during the sessions. I edit that up. I send it to you after. There for life. That's there. And then finally, my third, my ride or die boot camps. If you guys are serious about going down this path and you just don't want to fuck around, you don't want to fuck around with a year or two years of not knowing whether you're doing it right or what you're doing wrong more specifically, that's what boot camps for. It's an illumination of the path to see what work you need to do. It is a full investment in your life, in this area of your life. Only serious inquiries, please. Uh, it's not your short-term ticket. It's not your bullshit one to two hour thing for $100. No, it is a two-day weekend thing for a lot because it requires a lot of you. And that's it. Bootcamps, book it in. Inquiries, boldojo.com. That's it, guys. And yeah, I always wrap up. Just wish you the best in life. I wish you the best in life, whoever you are. You're a girl listening to this, you're a guy listening to this, you're a transgender listening to this, whoever the fuck you are. I just wish you the best in life, and I wish you nothing but peace, love, and joy. And that's where I wrap you up. I'll catch you guys next, in the next photo. There's a lot to come, actually. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Ciao.